And what's happening? It is the Armchair Sports Guys here. Once again, full fives, and we're going to be being joined by a guest right now, Mark Dundero from 1037 WEI-FM in Providence will be joining us shortly. There he is. What's going on, Mark? How you doing, sir? Hey, boys. How we doing? We're Good doing on, fantastic buddy, again. Not so too bad. For those of you who don't know, this is Mark Dundero here from 1037 WEI-FM in Providence joining us here on the Armchair Sports. Guys, um, listen, this is like New York City. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, kid. So welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, as you can tell, full fives from all of us, we got Sean, we got Matt, we got Rich, we got Mike, I am GJ Mitchell. We're going to be talking today, uh, some Pat's uh, Ravens recap, a little Masters with DJ uh, setting a record down in Augusta, the NFBA uh, draft and free agency, some little breaking news happening today just before the draft, uh, the NHL alternate jerseys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And why Rich Mays was kicked off of Facebook. That'll be at the end of our show. So, uh, Mark, again, welcome, uh, welcome to the Armchair Sports, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm impressed with this setup. I love everything about this at first glance, so I can't wait to get started. Let's talk. <laughs> this is fantastic. Well, Mark, let's just, you must have an eye problem. California Penal League. <laughs> yeah, the I'm, only, I'm just taking in all the background. More people than I thought. This is wild. Yeah. I, I love it. This is yeah, this, this, is, this this is a prison Zoom meeting, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is visitation for you, my friend. Okay. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. Uh Pats and Ravens, by the way, you're welcome, America. I called the I called the win. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. right. You did. Actually, I did. I wow. did. I called the win on our right, Saturday show. I was like, you know what? It was going to be, I, and I said it was going to be one of those games. It was going to be similar to the Seattle game, where it was just going to be a slog, just a, just a, just a slugfest, you know, just like grog down, just, you know, whatever. And I just really felt like the Patriots had the advantage, especially with that weather and uh, sure shit. That's what it was. So um, again, America, you're welcome. Um, but I do want to touch on a few other things in regards to that, because I think there's some really key things that come out of this game. Uh, one, Jacoby Myers, uh, only had one attempt, uh, uh, passing, but made it worth his while, uh, had five receptions for 59 yards. I thought that was huge. The big guy, Damian Harris, why the hell wasn't this guy starting from day one? That's what I would like to know. Um, Rex hurt. Burkhead was, was hurt. I don't care. Put the guy out there. I don't Stay give hot. a shit. He should have then. <laughs> I will. Um, Cam Newton looked all right. Um, one eight, you know, uh, 13 to 17 for 118 yards, a touchdown. He ran in a touchdown. Um, obviously we know Jacoby Myers with the, with the throw. I thought they did very well handling Lamar Jackson. I uh, only went, uh, 24 for 34, 249 and a touchdown. I thought that pick was huge. Um, and I thought they did very well with holding down their running game in general. Um, Edwards only got 42 yards. Dobbins only got 13 and Ingram only got five. Um, so I'm going to start, uh, around the room and I'm going to start with Mark, I guess, what were your thoughts on the game and how you thought it played out? Okay. Well, the first thing I'm going to say, I guess I'll disagree with you a little bit. I think the Patriots dominated that game and I think they were going to, or I thought they were going to win that game regardless of the weather, based on what I saw. The weather obviously came into play late in the game when, you know, the Ravens are trying to mount a comeback, which is not what Lamar Jackson wants to be doing anyway. I mean, that guy, look, 
I don't know if you followed me or if you've seen some of my stuff. I have been on Lamar Jackson, or I guess off of Lamar Jackson, since last <laughs> November, since after the Patriots played them last year. Okay. And I know this is this is viewed as sort of a hot take, and you can't say this, but I think he's more, I don't know. I think he's more like Tim Tebow than anything else. Ooh. I think he is he's better than Tebow. He's better. But I think he got put in a situation where the team acquiesced their offense to his skill set. And now they're having success because they have a competent head coach. They have a competent coordinator. He's a great athlete, great runner, makes some good decisions. He's a great leader like Tebow was. Remember, Tebow in 2011, they won a freaking playoff game, okay? Mm. Jackson is better. He's a better thrower. He obviously has a quicker release. But long story short, I've been off on Jackson. And when he gets down in games, he can't come back. The stats back it up. When teams know he has to throw, he can't throw. Now, if America, you know, they don't want to acknowledge that fact, go ahead, do what you want to do. He can't throw. He has immense issues when he gets down. So I thought overall from the game the other night, the Patriots, I was surprised. I did not think that they were going to be as good, as prolific as they were both defensively and even, you know, a guy like Jacoby Myers and and what they did offensively. The offensive line surprised me. I should have known with some of the injuries that the, the Ravens were dealing with. But, yeah, the weather played a factor late. But I think the offensive line of the Patriots whooped Baltimore's defensive front, and that allowed them to run the ball. That kept them on schedule. Jacoby Myers, the offense, made some plays. And I thought they won that game. They were going to win that game based on what I saw. No weather, clear night. You know, get the uh, telescope out, look at the stars. It didn't matter. I thought they were going to win that game. So encouraging win. We'll see what happens. And, I'll, you know, I'm a little frustrated because that's the team I thought I was going to see coming out of Kansas City after COVID-19 struck them. And when Cam Newton got back against who, who they played, Denver and then San Francisco, that's the team I thought I was going to see. Instead, I, I saw puke. I don't know what that was. I have my theories. But it was nice to see, you know, it was nice to see them representative against a good team, especially a team, especially – when they had such issues stopping the run, you'd think the, the Ravens was the worst possible matchup. So credit there to GJ. You know, that was a good call because I didn't I didn't see that coming. He was one for three the weekend. He sucked the rest <laughs> of his other calls. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show. I am your host. Have a great <laughs> night. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I thought the I, I thought this game was going to play out like the Seattle game, but with just that different outcome. And one thing I know about the Ravens, and 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 I'm going to go to uh, Mike, you and next. But uh, I said this on the show: the Ravens are the bully, right? What happens when you punch a bully in the mouth? They cower and they go. They they take a step back because nobody punches a bully in the mouth. The bully is always the one punching people. So I think that's the way the Ravens play. And the Patriots did. They punched them in the mouth, gave them a dose of their own medicine. And I don't think the Ravens were were ready for it. Uh, Mike, on and I, because you weren't here Saturday, I'm going to acquiesce to you next just because of the fact that your shitty Notre Dame team beat my BC team and. Not just beat them, but, uh, well, yeah. Continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can I'm not revel in glory. Anything. Just I, whatever. I, go. Go. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm, I'm very humble. All right. Yeah, so we'll next, Sean. I'll, I'll, speak for, I'll speak for Matt, too. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do like this and just dub whatever Mark said into my mouth and just <laughs> – He stole – Mark, can I have those pre-show notes I sent you, buddy? You, you, you said everything I was going to say. 
My no, fault. My it was, fault. It, <laughs> I, I just went off. I love no, it. No, it's fine. That's fine. No, you know, it's it's funny because I've been George. I mean, we and I went back and forth with the Cam Newton deal, and I was flying the flag of this new Patriots offense, this new Patriots world, this new Patriots everything. The first two weeks, it's been the Cam Newton offense. It was new. Then we had that four-run spin of, okay, this is this is the Belichick offense not working. Then we had COVID. Then we had the Pats playing good but not winning, getting there, fumbling at the 14, not winning. And then they come out of nowhere, and the past couple of games has been kind of the hybrid of the Cam Newton-Belichick coaching. Like they're going to find their rhythm. This last Sunday's game wasn't a blowout. It was one of the better games they played. I, I like seeing Cam run more. He can run when he's confident he can run. Throwing, he's not confident. That's shown this this whole season. Uh, plus having no receivers, no guys. But I think having having them back to how they were the first couple of weeks with a little bit of that Belichick offense thrown in, my confidence is coming back to the Patriots because I was losing it the past few weeks. Um, no, I, I, I think it was a good game all around. I think it was a good game. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson – Lamar Jackson reminds me of like Cordell Stewart at the end of his career. He he can run and gun. He can play good, but he's not 100% how he was when he first came in. They came into this game that they're going to beat the Pats by 30. The Pats are a wounded dog. What they didn't know is that the Pats still had a fight. And they come out and they found a win. So I give credit where credit's due. I, I'm back on the Pats train. Hopefully they keep the momentum going. Well, I'm going to kick it to your other Notre Dame brother because I feel like I kind of have to at this point. <laughs> so, uh, so Matt, your uh, your thoughts on the uh, on this game? Ah, sorry, your twenty dollars just poked me right in the butt. <laughs> Thanks for that, George. Um, easiest twenty I've ever made. No, it's no, it's not. That's that? not. First of all, that's not the easiest twenty you've ever made. But we can't talk about that on Facebook Live. So continue with the Pats Ravens game. I can. <laughs> Which can? Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't say I, I, it was a great game, but at the same time, I think the weather, uh, Mark, I love you. I think the weather was a huge factor, a huge benefit for the Patriots. They kept the ball on the ground. There was a lot of missed opportunities. I can't remember uh, one of the tight ends. He was wide open and it just goes right through his number 83. I can't remember his last name, but a lot of missed opportunities. The, but again, Pats are playing on the same field, right? At the same time, we're going to throw the ball less. We don't have the best quarterback in this situation. I think Lamar Jackson is better than Cam Newton in passing and in running. But this works in the favor of the Pats because we can keep the ball on the ground. Damian Harris was pretty much my star of the game uh, because he's an absolute bulldog out there. And it worked in our favor. We were able to control control the clock. It reminded me of a high school football game. Okay, if it's third and seven, they're going to drop back and we're going to pass. And that's exactly what was, what was happening. So I think the weather actually helped. I, at one point was like, are these guys going to get COVID or pneumonia? It's a toss up because the weather was just, I thought Gillette was going to come down, Nicole. but um, keep the ball on the ground. And we were able to control, control the clock. If that was a fair weather game, I, I was saying the whole time. And I, and Sean just contain, keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket and make him throw. Cause if we make him run, that's where he gets dangerous. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm never got off the train of the Pats, but I don't think this is going to be, I hope this is the win that's going to get, you know, make it five and five, six and five, seven and five, but we will see. But I think that the weather helps. I mean, Belichick prepares for this stuff every week, goes down, puts, you know, water on the ball. And Andrews is like, what the hell? He goes, may rain today, you know? 
or may rains on tomorrow on Sunday. So he always has that mentality of preparing. And I think the weather was a huge factor. Let's keep the ball old school football, run, run, run. And then, you know, quarterback sneak, we saw it. So, I mean, Cam Newton only had 135 yards in the air. Yeah. And they, they were Jacoby to throw a touchdown pass for him. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, Rich, we're going to uh, go to you. What, uh, what say you on the, uh, the Pats Ravens game? Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I expected the Pats to get beaten like a pinata full of nips by a group of hobos. <laughs> Instead, and now he's taken like... back off Facebook, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been back for five seconds. Um, no, just usually they have a real hard time with the Ravens, either at home or on the road. Lamar Jackson just destroyed them last year, ran all over them. They didn't even know which way to block. So this year seemed like a much better defensively played game. And then they found their stars all over the field. J.C. Jackson with a pick. Cam Newton rushing touchdown. Jacoby Myers throwing a touchdown. Harris running. Um, it's not pretty, but it's winning football. So uh, I agree with that this week. Sean, uh, better than the ugly win against the Jets the week before. That, was that is true. Rolled, that is absolutely didn't. true. It was a struggle. And then this week I expected, you know, them to struggle and they played well. So that's all yeah. I have to say about that. <laughs> absolutely. Sean, <laughs> Thanks for <working> out, you <laughs> Sean, your thoughts on, uh, on the game and what you saw. Um, so like I said, uh, when we were kind of giving our predictions on uh, Saturday, um, they did they did what I wanted them to do. I mean, they held they held their running game in check. They made them second and long, third and long. I mean, their their longest run of the day was 11 yards. Lamar Jackson had an 11 yard run, and uh, oh, Gus Edwards had an 11 yard run. Um, their biggest pass play, 31 yards. So they didn't give up big plays. I mean, yeah, I I would have to assume the weather towards the end of that game. And like Mark said, Lamar Jackson can't play from behind. So that was another thing that I brought up on Saturday was get get a lead, score points, and put the pressure on him to make him have to come back because playing from behind is not his strong suit. And the fact that the Patriots held them to their biggest play of the day was 31 yards, I mean, that's that's all you can really ask for from a defense against, a, against an offense like that. I mean, how many times have you seen Lamar Jackson take off down the field for 40, 50 yards? Or even Mark Ingram or any Hollywood Brown with a 70-yard touchdown catch. I mean – they contain that offense pretty well and they put them, they, they made them uncomfortable and that was what they had to do. So, I mean, I'm, they started I'm very encouraged by too. the way, the way Belichick put that game plan together and the way they executed. I mean, it's, it's, it's something to build off of for sure. And I, I think if they can continue to, to game plan like that and, and execute like that, they should be in good shape. I mean, it's, they put themselves in a real, real hole to start the season, but if they can turn it around and continue to play like this, they, they might have a chance. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I, I be, I'm a little nervous about this week's game, um, and we're going to be touching base on our Saturday show, 11 a.m. Uh, with a Houston Texans fan. So make sure you stay tuned for that, um, and we'll discuss the Houston Texans matchup, which I honestly think, again. I think the Pats are going to go in and win by 10 in Houston. Just my own quick prediction here, but we'll touch more on quit that. While you, quit while you're ahead, coach, <laughs> Listen, I am I am all sorts of fired up. Uh, again, we're joined here by uh, Mark Dondero, uh from 1037 WEI-FM in Providence here on the Armchair Sports, guys. Um, any other quick parting 
thoughts or uh, or or things from the uh, the Pats game that uh, yeah. Keep, keep in mind, real quick. I don't think there are any games right now where you can just feel great about the Patriots. It's still too unsettled. Um, that was a great win. Don't get me wrong. But like one of you guys, it was a Sean or one of you guys said the way they played against the jets. I mean, that was only what, 10 days ago, 12 days ago. And they almost lost to the worst team we've seen in years in the NFL, despite the fact they did make some plays to win that game, give them credit. So I'm not ready to just all of a sudden start thinking playoffs, but that was a damn good look. The Ravens, we're a good team. They had struggled on offense even before that game, but that was a good win. That was a good win. They were able to finish the job. The defense stepped up. Offensive line played like the offensive line and the talent that they have. Good win. So I would expect them to win in Houston, but I'm not going to put my feet up and be comfortable. Not yet. I will. I think they go yeah. in. I think, well, I, again, a, a little sneak preview. You're the I think, sports guy. You have to do that. I, I also yeah. think that Houston is such you a can't fucking stand up. There's such a dumpster fire <laughs> down there from the organization top down. And I think that that's going to be a oh, huge factor. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, well, yeah, I did, yeah, but the well, yeah, I guess the Jets are about the same. But I think I think there's uh, I think there's more problems in Houston that uh, that aren't being let out that I think are going to be really a factor for that team going down the stretch. You just um, hope that this was the game where the Patriots found something and yes. they sailed off of that. If that's the case, then you're right. It might not be. You know, the Patriots might roll a little bit. That's what you hope for because they found something coming out of this big Ravens game. Absolutely. Now, Mike, I'm going to talk to you real quick because, you know, uh, I did uh, lose a $20 bet to uh, to Matt on uh, Notre Dame. So I'm going to ask you, sir, would you like to make $14 the hard way? <laughs> must have been something before electricity. <laughs> exactly. And that's <laughs> and this is called a segue, folks, because we're going to be switching to golf. So hey, we're going to talk a little money. bit about exactly. Oh, <laughs> I know you guys are close. <laughs> we're going to keep that shit for after the show, please. Thank you. <laughs> Can't promise anything. No, I know. I tug his eat the young. It's his, it's his mustache. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so uh, DJ, I mean, first of all, Augusta National in the fall. Beautiful. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I think it sucked that it was a little soggy, um, you know, the first couple of days. But I thought that the, the tournament itself was unbelievable. I was very, very shocked that the the scores got as low as they did and that Johnson beat uh, Tiger Woods. I mean, he ended up finishing at minus 20. He went 65-70, 65-68 for a total of 268, a minus 20. Uh, edging out Smith M and uh, at minus 15. Um, I, I know, Mark, you're a big golf guy. Um, how much of this did you actually watch on Sunday as compared to football. And then did you even see this coming at all? So I watched every second. Um, You know, I did not watch. This took all the precedent. I I was watching this over everything else. Um, You know, I tried to check in on the Tom Brady game a little bit, but I was watching the golf primarily. Did I see this? I mean, if you're asking me, am I shocked Dustin Johnson won? No, I wasn't expecting, like you said, 20 under at the Masters. Um, the course was playing soft. I thought it was entertaining. Um, I probably don't know if I like it better than what a normal masters would look like where, I mean, I think the cut line for the first time ever was under par. I think you might have to double check the, the math there or the facts, but so no, I wasn't expecting that, but here's the thing uh, real quick on the foliage or whatever. Look, it was nice. I thought it was nice. 
I wasn't blown away by what the pictures I saw. It was nice. It was right. You're ruining it, Mark. Mark. You're ruining it. It was a shit about the foliage. I want the foliage. Come up to New England. Watch the flowers and you sort of seen the balls glisten off the water. It it was fine. It just didn't, you know, I wasn't just drooling on the floor because of what the fall colors looked like. And whatever. Um, But yeah, it was a great look. A great tournament. I like it when there are a few. The only thing that annoyed me a little bit and give Cameron Smith credit. He was a great. He played great. And uh, M, whatever his name is. But that's just the problem in whatever his name is, you know, yeah. great short game, but I want some star power at the top of the master's leaderboard, you know, and that just, it didn't provide me with the star power. Dustin Johnson, big name. I'm happy he won. He played great. Um, and the last thing I'll just say about the masters, I was thinking about this. It's amazing. Cause the whole narrative changed now that Dustin Johnson has won his second major. Now he's a hall of famer. Now we're talking about, you know, different stratosphere in terms of his resume and the all-time greats imagine tiger woods has won 14 or was it 15 majors and he still needs three more to catch jack so he's amazing and three more to catch jack that's a hall of fame i mean that's beyond a hall of fame career it just puts it into perspective how good woods has been now that johnson and maybe he'll win more but now that he just won his second he's in a whole new category for winning his second was his 15 It's insane. So that was a takeaway I had. No, I, yeah, that was, that was ridiculous to see him have that many um, championships. And again, like you said, Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy or, you know, guys like that, even, um, you know, some of the younger guys, um, um, who's my guy. Yep. It's like, especially a guy like Johnson who has struggled. He was 0 for 4 going into that, into the final round on Sunday when he had the lead after 54 holes to get, you know, he had a little shaky start, but then on the sixth hole, he stuck that, whatever it was, the, the long par three, I forget what club he hit, but he stuck it, made birdie. And that was that he kind of ran away with it from there. It was good to see him, you know, after some struggles in the past in that situation to really kind of take control and go on to win. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to go in reverse order on this one. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you. Um, your thoughts, you know, on the Masters tournament itself. No, oh, I mean, I did my uh, vacation up in New Hampshire for the foliage with the girl with the girlfriend last month. So that wasn't really anything I was too interested in seeing. And to be honest with you, I mean, when you watch the Masters, it didn't have the same feel to it because, I mean, there's nothing better than watching a guy who's about to tee off, go into his backswing and then stop because somebody just hit an eagle, two holes, or, or somebody just teed off on the fairway next to him and you hear the crowd roar. I mean, that that was something that was a lot a lot lacking for me in terms of watching it. And I agree with Mark there, too, with uh, Cameron Smith and M being the only two guys in contention. It's like Dustin Johnson was pretty much clearly on autopilot at that point. So, I mean, I started to lose a little bit, lose, lose interest a little bit. I started going back to red zone. I mean, I was getting kind of – Drinking the beers. I mean, it was it was almost like it was <laughs> yeah. in the bag when Johnson was when That's Johnson the danger had four, zone. a four stroke lead with like three holes left. I was like, all right, this one's pretty much wrapped up. And I mean, like I said on Saturday, it's it's not the same when Tiger's not in the hunt. I mean, it's 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 just it just brings that X like that that factor when he's when he's right there when he's three shots back or two shots back and he's and he's attacking the hole, not getting tens on par threes. I mean, it was. It was a weird tournament, and I mean, I'm I'm happy for Dustin Johnson. I mean, that's why I picked on Saturday, but um, I don't know. It didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same to me. I mean, I enjoyed it, but 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I I feel the same way as you. I enjoyed it. It didn't feel the same, but it was it was nice. It was a good tournament. Oh yeah, it was fine. But I mean, it wasn't didn't blow my socks off or anything. I mean, it was it was a golf tournament that I don't know usually has a lot more going on around it. But yeah, a lot I mean, more it's still Masters. It's still a great thing to watch, but I don't know. It just didn't do it for me this year. All right, I can't I can't disagree with any of that. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on it? Uh, well. I didn't watch it. I'm not much of a golf fan. <laughs> that is true. But um, one thing, you know, in my reading and trying to understand and figure out what's going on with it, uh, it was just shocking to see two of the names that were highly touted before that thing started to finish so far. Uh, that Ron, Rom guy, yep, finished John seven. Rob. The one that skipped the ball over the pond for a hole-in-one. And then the uh, DeChambeau guy, he finished tied for 34th. Yeah. And a bunch of things that I was reading had him placing in the top five or possibly winning it. So it's in the That's scores. It just it seemed like a a wild suck. a wild match that uh, definitely didn't fit within the confines of the traditional Masters, you know, play flow. No, I yeah no it was it definitely was it, it, there wasn't a lot of flow on that especially when the tournament started in 15 minutes they stopped it because of you know lightning and weather and then they're back on the course and then up oh, time out again and it, it was kind of a, a, a stop and go for the beginning of that that did make it sort of uh sort of interesting uh Matt your thoughts on the on that um and and where guys finished and whatnot well I mean. I had Johnson. I, I was with Sean on Saturday. I had Johnson as the favorite. Johnson's been hot since the start uh, this entire year. Him and Thomas were had had the hottest starts. So I had, I actually was right there with Sean. As far as like you know, when you went into the foliage and and uh, this this course, that'd be awesome if I got a private tour. But I wanted the crowd there. I mean, to Sean's point, there is nothing like you know, guy just makes an eagle and another guy's about to tee off and he looks over and it's like you're trying to chase that guy. That's the hole ahead of you. Uh, and as far as, uh, but as far as the broadcasting go, because this is what we're doing, Jim Nance, that son of a bitch, did it again on Friday <laughs> afternoon. I had my laptop in my in my lap. Watching the Masters in like 20 minute nap just went like this. Low as you just stop down. I got my Masters nap. I got my <laughs> fix, and I was ready to go for Friday night. So that didn't really change for me. Uh, I would like to see the crowd in there. Um, and to wrap it up, you know, uh, the cool thing was that his caddy, Johnson's caddy, had 99 on the back, and then there was a picture of Johnson and the great one, Gretzky in the caddy's uniform, uh, and it was just. Cool to see. Yeah, you want a back and forth battle between, you know, a couple golfers, maybe the top three. Oh, everybody wants a good match, right? But good for Johnson, and it just makes it real. And Tiger had himself out of that match. Oh. Uh, I think on the 12th hole, was it? He shot a 10. Yeah. I mean, hey, broke a record, I bet. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? Man, so they're hall of shame. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Tiger made us feel made us feel all like golfers that day because, I mean, you know, how many times you, you know, hit a 10 and been like, you know what, F this game. But, hey, if Tiger can do it, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a chance, you know? Yeah. So, you, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, all right. got to start with the open. I mean, it's open. It's the true. It's open. It's open anyway. Uh, listen, listen, I'm at, I, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm going to tee off. Uh, Mike, Mike, your, uh, your thoughts on the Masters. I'm on Rich's team for this one. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't watch much. I, I, I did. I did watch. I did watch it only because I do like watching golf. I don't know much about it. I'm learning more as much as I can. I do like it. But the one thing I kept watching, other than the foliage and the western pine maple leaves coming down, which was a beautiful across the river, which was nice. Um, 
I do see that Jimmy Walker finished 60th and he made $25,760 in his pocket. And I thought to myself, I could pull a happy Gilmore upset. I'm at least guaranteed 10 grand. Yeah. I could go into this <laughs> thing. One of them in the big ones. checks. <laughs> if I lose, I get some money. <laughs> I, I've I've done tournaments where I've played in jeans and work boots and hit best ball, and I drove the thing like 857 yards. I can't putt for shit, but I can I, I can hit it. So yeah, I hey, think Pirates uh, Cove mini golf down the Cape doesn't count, Mike. <laughs> Maybe we Great. get a, you a putter shaped like a hockey stick. When I when I, I beat the when I beat that school of uh, middle schools that did. <laughs> Give me a lunch. Uh, it was, it was, it's actually cool to watch. And, and reading some of uh, Dustin Johnson's story, I guess he he's he's had a bad run of trying to get these tournament wins and off and ons. And it's cool seeing somebody actually rise to the occasion when you have shitty competition. It's nice. But I digress. <laughs> Don't uh, start digressing, then everyone will be digressing. I know, I know. Uh, digress fest. I love it. I, I'm excited. You know what I'm more excited about? And I love the Masters, but I'm really hoping, and I agree with all of you, like it would have been nice to have fans there, even even at a smaller capacity, 20%, 25%, whatnot. But I'm really hoping that all this whole COVID thing is done because the real tournament that I love watching, and I can't wait to see if Dustin Johnson can continue his success next year, is the Ryder Cup. Uh, I think that's where he's going to make a big mark. And I think if he can carry the success of this year and the tournaments he's won into next year, I think the U.S. has got a good chance uh, of beating the Europeans in the Ryder Cup. And I'm very, very much looking forward to watching that. Um, Well, tonight, as you can tell, got the old Celtics green on because it's the NBA draft. And right now. It is. It's starting. Uh, it is starting uh, right around uh, right around now. Um, Celtics have like 900 picks in the first round. So basically, they're going to have two teams in the NBA. <laughs> basically, I mean, you've got like 20 picks in the last four uh, uh, the last four years for Danny Ainge. Uh, but the big news, uh, just a breaking news ish, uh, Philadelphia 76 has traded Al Horford and two draft picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder in exchange for shooting guard Danny Green. And that's from uh, blue check mark Adrian Wojnarowski. And I I love this and I, I happen to follow um, uh, Anna Horford on Twitter. She said, and I quote, Philly hated us. Why? Well, why wouldn't you? Uh, Philly hated us because we never hated on Boston. And that if that isn't the truest, most accurate tweet I have ever read in regards to NBA trading, that is it. You should put that in a time capsule and just leave that because that is exactly what Philly did um, for Horford. But in regards to the Celtics, they got picks 14, 26 and 30. Um, they have been actively trying to trade, uh, both Kemba Walker, um, and, uh, Hayward Mark. I'm going to, again, I'm going to start with you. Um, what do you think the Celtics are going to do and, and also what they should do? What they're going to do. Whew, I have a feeling that they're going to do something substantial. That's just a feeling. I like it. I like it. And hopefully by the time. You, the it could viewer. be gas, though, Mark. It could be gas. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, so, I look, hopefully by the time the viewers are watching this, we're celebrating a big splash. That's what I'm rooting for. So that goes into what I hope they do. They need to do something. They need to shake it up because I am of the belief 
this team as currently constituted, they're not good enough. It's just, it's not good enough. I do. I like a lot of the pieces. Um, I, I just don't think it's good enough. I feel like they're closer to the 2002 Boston Celtics. You'll remember Antoine Walker, Paul Pierce. They had that big comeback against the Nets back in that Eastern Conference Finals. Then they are the 2018 that had KG that went to the finals and had a legit chance. I know they won in 08, but they had a legitimate chance of winning in 2010. I feel like they're closer to the 2002 team. Really good fights. You know, they're, they're good defensively, they're tough-minded, all these things. But in terms of actually winning a title, you know, just because you're close doesn't mean you're going to get there or you're next up. So I think they need to do something. I hope, you know, I was rooting for, I'll give you an example, Marcus Smart going to the Warriors for the number two overall pick. If you want to play the long game, that's something that I would have thought about doing. If you want to try to win now, I would think about trading a guy. And I love Jalen Brown. I love Marcus Smart. But I would have traded a guy like Brown and try to get my hands on a superstar. That's what the NBA is about. Superstars. Not even all-stars. Superstars. James Harden's not my favorite player, but I don't know. You know, I don't think you're going to win what with what you have now. So I, you've got to do. I think they've got to do something at some point because if they just go into the next season status quo, I think we're going to be right back where we started. Especially when you consider the East most likely is going to be stronger. You know, Philly they got the new GM, new head coach. They're trying to make moves. You mentioned Horford's gone. They're trying to do things. Miami's not going anywhere. Brooklyn is going to be back with Kevin Durant coming back. You know, the Bucks. we'll see what happens with Giannis. They just added pieces. They're trying to keep him. They're going to be aggressive. It's only going to get harder. Toronto's still good. So you've got, I just think you got to do something. We saw the best of Mark. The only reason I love Marcus Smart, but the only reason I want to trade him, we've seen the best of Marcus Smart, I think. Is it going to get better than what we saw carrying the Celtics through some of that Toronto series? I don't know. It, you know, it didn't work out. They didn't even make the finals. I think they need to shake it up and do something. I'll be interested in what you think. Well, I'm going to tell you my my uh, first of all, I don't want Harden. I don't want Harden. I don't want uh I don't want uh, uh he's a super uh, he's an MVP Westbrook. superstar. Yep, don't want him either. Nope, nope, don't want him either. Don't want Harden, don't want Westbrook. And I get, I'm with you. You you are 1000% correct. It is built on superstars. But the problem is with Harden, especially with having a guy like Jason Tatum, you're going to take away from Tatum's development and you're going to take away from the touches of Tatum. And I'm sorry. I hate the new NBA where you cross over a half court, you dribble the ball for 500 you know, times in 20 seconds, and then you jack up a random three from absolutely nowhere in the court and then kick your legs out and hope you get a foul. This is bullshit. That's you. not I'm the NBA. You. That's that's not no, the way it's played. That's why, you know, though, that and people get on Danny Ainge for the disaster that was Kyrie Irving, but you need stars. So, no, that wasn't perfect. The guy was an asshat. You know, he, he was, a, but you need stars. So I, th- I don't blame Ainge, especially when you give up Isaiah Thomas they, in the eighth pick, you know, whatever. Um, you, you tried to get a superstar guy that won a championship and hit the game-winning shot. He tried. Boston doesn't attract, it's not LA. It doesn't attract all these high-level free agents. He tried, didn't work out. Guy was an asshat. But, hey, you tried. That is the same feeling I have with Harden. I don't love him either. But, if it's not going to work with what you have, if that's what you believe, you got to do something. So I, tr- you know, maybe try hard. And by the way, the development of Jason Tatum, how many years has he been in the league? 
Let's get developed now, Jay. All right. And let's, you know, <laughs> take over a playoff game. We, we got to be developed at this point. So. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, it, it is time for him to step up. It, you know, it's, it should have get off the punt time for, exactly. for uh, Tatum. And, and to be honest, and with, and with Brown, if you're going to keep both so, those Brown. guys, yeah, if you're going to keep both those guys on this team um, and you're going to put a, a, a couple all-stars, or if you can get a superstar big man in here, then yeah, those guys need to step up. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, your thoughts on the NBA draft and free agency and what, um, what you think the Celtics should do? I, I think they should trade up. I think they should get the if they can go for that top three pick. I don't want uh, that kid Ball. I think I think we'll be fine with Tatum. Oh, but I, they got that big guy, the seven foot one. That now, of course, I'm drawing a blank. But James Wiseman. We need Wiseman. yes. We we need it. We need a big guy, and I'd be willing to trade uh, Smart and Brown. Whatever you know. I don't want to give up Tatum. That's you know that's Tatum's the untouchable. Right. 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 To me, because. Yes, it should have got off the pot for Tatum. But if you do, I can't believe I'm going to say this again. I agree with George. But if you do bring another superstar, that's going to that's going to clash with Tatum. Um, because we're trying Twice. to build this team around Tatum. And what happened in the playoffs? There was drama between uh, Marcus Smart, Mouth and Off. Granted, it happens to every team. Every team, every sport, they're yelling at each other. Don't do this. Don't do that. And it, but what? But what also happened? Everybody wanted the ball at the end of the game, and it's because of the experience, with the exception of Marcus Smart being the longest tenured. And the other thing that we also alluded to is that Brad Stevens doesn't believe in giving captains. He doesn't believe in naming captain. He just kind of lets it happen, and that's going to be hard. How is Tatum, your star that you drafted three years ago, supposed to? Who's he supposed to follow? Well, now right. they want him to be in that role. Okay, Tatum, I love you, but you're not going to get the C. This isn't hockey where Sidney Crosby, after his second year, gets the C. Uh, Connor McDavid, same situation. Like, that just doesn't happen in the NBA. I'm sorry. So I would like to see a draft pick. Trade up. Get rid of Smart. Get rid of Brown. Uh, get rid of Kemba Walker. Get rid of get rid of one of those two guys so we can draft a rookie and then it'd be like, okay, Tatum, here. Here's your big guy. Here, here's your two. Here's your threes. That that's that's what it is. The, there was attitude problem there. There that's that's what got and those stupid chuck them up threes were bullshit too. But I still think they have a good team, but they're not a championship team. And especially Mark said it, the East is getting stronger. <clears throat> so trade trade get draft picks. Give me draft picks. I don't want a big superstar. We, we have one. I still have faith in Tatum. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on this one? Uh, well, first of all, I got to agree with Mark that Kyrie Irving was a giant ass hat. In fact, he was such a big ass hat. I believe Cam Newton players on, plans on wearing him post game on Sunday. <laughs> um, and uh, Matt's absolutely right. Uh, a bunch of teams in the league have shooken things up. You know, Milwaukee's kind of on the extreme, but people are making deals. Um, and I don't know if you heard Clay Thompson just hurt his other leg working out today so he's probably not going to be good for golden state to start or anytime soon um but i mean the Celtics have been sitting on this stockpile of draft picks for years and what has it brought us every one of them has turned out not to be as valuable as we hoped it was going to be he's got to do something either trade a bunch of people get closer to the top like a bunch of these players too there's uh, have you ever seen so many overseas players ranked in the top 10 as possible picks like 
that kind of takes me back uh, back a little bit in a fertile basketball ground that is America. Two, at least two, maybe three of the top ten picks that they're projecting are from overseas. And some of these college kids are freshmen, and then one dude, that Wiseman guy, only played three games. Like it's it's getting a little ridiculous. Like these guys are so green, it's like it's almost impossible to know what you're going to get out of them when they hit the big time. Um, and then as far as uh, the the bickering at end of games between Tatum and Brown and, and Smart, um, isn't that what the coach is for? Isn't the coach the one that's supposed to dictate who gets the ball? I mean, Tatum clearly is the star. I don't know how there's an argument between Brown and Smart over who's the leader of that team. It's it's Jason Tatum. And he definitely must be allowed to grow and not be hampered by some superstar like James Harden who's going to come in and disrupt the whole flow of the team. I mean, either they got to stand for something and work toward it or it's just going to be, you know, willy-nilly year to year like – and you can't count on consistent results that way. I think they should just stick with what they have in, in terms of Tatum being the leader and then try to find people through free agency if possible, through the draft, which would be better. Just find something to support him and, and build a unit that can play well together and achieve more than just making the conference finals. I agree with that. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on uh, on what the Celtics should do or, uh, today and beyond. So Red Arbach had a good quote saying, sometimes the best trade is the one you don't make. And as much as I kind of agree with that, uh, the Celtics need to do something. And I, and I said it many shows ago, I'm going to preface this by saying it's not his fault, but Gordon Hayward is nothing but a black hand here. He's done nothing to help the team. I know he's been injured. I know he got hurt. That's not his fault. But – when he's trying to develop himself with this team, even when he was back to 100%, the hype of him coming back from injury, Gordon Hayward's back, he's back, he's back. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Gordon Hayward, to me, would be the number one chopping block. He ain't going to be a first-round pick draft up. But you offer him maybe with a walker. Tatum, you're right, Tatum's going to stay. Bill off Tatum. If you bring someone like James Harden in, you want to build around a veteran status, not saying bring him in, but bring that name in that you know is consistent with – teamwork and winning as for the fighting they did it became street ball with the Celtics they they lost their momentum it came I always said they play like this they win they lose they win it became street ball they fought because they were locked in the same hotel for how many months they were with each other every day I think that had a lot to do with (laughs) sneaking chicks in (laughs) but I think they had a lot to do with it too and I think it it, became that the walls are closing in so I think you, you, if you want to start making this team back to contendership, which they've been for a while, but they haven't quite broken that glass ceiling yet. They haven't really shown – we're all going, oh, they're winning. They're a good team. They're a good team, but they're not 2008 team. And, Mark, you're 100% right. They're the 2000, 2001, 2002 team. They're that development team where we're out of the 90s and 80s. Now we're getting to a new, a new phase of this, and we have that phase. It's just we haven't crossed that barrier yet, and we can – so they got to do something huge, trade up if you can, make some room, get some more cap space. You have all these, you have this, this credit, this bag of credit, utilize it, cash it in, take the world by storm right now, make this the Celtics year, bring Boston back to the glory so we can go to the games next year and actually celebrate instead of watching on fucking Zoom. <laughs> if you do, if you do get a superstar, if you do get a superstar – in here, 
You're gonna have. I think you're gonna have to put Tatum on that block. You're gonna have to. You, there's no, gotta not, be a discussion. Not doing that. Not doing that. You, because Tatum is the only chance you. You need multiple superstars. With the way the landscape around the league is, you need multiple. If you get rid of Tatum, we're just running in circles. No. But if that guy comes in, they're going to listen to that guy because that guy is going to be the superstar rather than some Walker and Smart are not going to listen to a guy that's six years younger and has five years less experience. It's, it's been a proven fact th- these seasons. We can't get out of the ECF. Right. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. Like, you know, they brought in Garnett back uh, way back when, but Garnett knew it was Paul Pierce's team. He even said that he'll be the vocal leader, but I know that this is Pierce, the team. Yeah, but that, that's a good point. And Garnett though, is such a leader though. You know, oh, Doc I agree. Rivers, Doc, like that's what every team Doc Rivers has coached since he left the Celtics. He, that's what he's needed. Kevin Garnett. That's what this Celtics team needed or last year's Celtics team, Kevin Garnett, obviously the on-court dominance or whatever you want to call it, but his leadership, the culture he created, he held everyone accountable. I mean, that's what all these teams, especially the Celtics, are missing. So, you know, you, you just need superstars. I don't know if it's the draft, if it's getting another one through free agency, getting one through trade. you got to find another one, at least one more. And then you hope that's enough. Tatum could be the guy. I don't think Jalen Brown's ever going to be an MVP. Tatum, maybe. So you got to keep mm. him. But I don't and know. We, After and, that, I and, don't know. And, and, and real quick, I'm going to jump to Sean here. We, we always add in our opinions on things. So this is all just opinion when we – I mean, there's stats, there's numbers, but what if they got rid of Tatum? What if they, Danny Ainge said, you know something, we're cleaning house completely. We're getting rid of everybody. We're bringing guys in. We're bringing Hardens in. We're bringing the LeBron-type names in because that's the characteristic of the NBA now is you, they're, they're names. You play with names. You don't play with numbers anymore. So what if they bring them in, and what if they do good? And what if we go, oh, we hate this, we hate this, but they raise a trophy or two. Okay, this team that we shit on two years ago is now, oh my God, they're they're the top of the chain. They're the ones people want to be on. They're the the Patriots of the past twenty years. So oh, then it, I tip my cap and I call them my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call him Pappy? Whatever you want. He's leaving out how to segue to that. So Sean, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> segue that Pappy. <laughs> Will it surprise me if Danny Ainge drafts three more wing players that all play the same position and uh, are just repetitive <laughs> for the starting lineup? No, no, that won't surprise me at all. And you know what? We can stash 10 more guys up in Maine and we can have the best G League team that's ever been assembled. I'm a, I, I'm with Mark here, man. You got to shake the – you need superstars. And Tatum's the only guy that I'm not getting rid of because he has that potential. Bring Harden here. Bring whoever here. Get rid of Gordon Hayward. The best thing about Gordon Hayward's situation, because he was so injured and hasn't played well, is there's no way he's going to opt out of this contract for $34 million because he's not going to get $34 million anywhere. So he'll opt in. They'll trade him. Hopefully they can trade him to Indiana and bring back Miles Turner. I think that's a great idea. And you know what else pisses me off? It's how forthright the Celtics organization is with leaking information because they were tied to Drew Holiday <laughs> two weeks ago. And what yeah. happened? Milwaukee swept that. in and took them right from under their, under their noses. So, I mean, this is very upsetting. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> real quick, I'm speak with, about I'm this. Mark 100%. Bring, bring in superstars. You need at least one, two, even three big-name players. Look at, well, look at the, the, what's happened in the league. LeBron, Anthony Davis. Um, look at uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Every team that makes deep runs into the playoffs without having a fluke with young guys like 
uh, the year Kyrie was injured and Tatum took LeBron to game seven. I mean, it doesn't happen that way. You need to have at least two, maybe three big name players. And when are we going to get a center that can play center for the Celtics? Taco Fall. Please give me a big man Man. that isn't Al Horford at 6'9", that doesn't know how to rebound and just lets people brutalize him in front of the rim. I mean, we need a – like, I – I would love to see them move up and grab that kid from Memphis, the seven foot one. At least he's seven foot one. At least he's big enough to play center. I mean, it's just we have so many, so much sitting up in Maine right now that is getting us nowhere, doing nothing for us with the 50 draft picks we've had in the last four years. Get some big name players in here. Get rid of all these draft picks. Get rid of Jalen Brown if you need to. Get rid of Marcus Smart if you need to. Bring me somebody that's going to make an impact. And is going to help this team get over that hump so we don't go home in the third round every year. Mark, you had a, uh, you had a quick thought uh, before we uh, – Nope, we got it covered. You got it covered. Get a big guy. Get a star. Find a way. Well, I was going to say, for me, as much as I – as crazy as it sounds, I'm training Hayward, and as much as I hate to because I think overall it may hurt the Celtics um, as how it looks in the NBA to free agents – but I'm also trading Kemba Walker, um, getting a big guy, finding a way to make those pick, make those trades move to get picks, to be able to move up, to get a big guy. That's what I'm doing. And then the guy I'm signing is Rajon Rondo. I know it sounds banana land. And I know it sounds crazy. I like him for Wouldn't one reason. I one reason on this team. Oh He's God. a facilitator. What do you need on this team to make sure that everybody gets the basketball that they want to? And that is a facilitator. And Rondo is that guy. So Rondo will pass to Brown. Rondo will pass to Tatum. Rondo will pass to Smart if you still have him and allow those guys to take the shot. Not that Kemba Walker didn't do that because I think Kemba Walker is so much better. Kemba Walker is the perfect person between uh, uh, Rajon Rondo and Kyrie Irving. He can score like Kyrie in the sense of, you know, can still take it to the hole and, and get his shot. And he can pass like Rondo and is a facilitator. So I love Kemba in this offense. But if you're not going to be able to play Kemba and you need to get a guy a guy like Rondo can come in and do the job as a point guard, especially if you bring in a guy like Harden, who's going to want to have the ball in his hands all the time. I so, don't hate that, George. I mean, I, I, hate, I, I hate Harden, but if you're going to bring in Harden, then you bring in Rondo too, because then you like can have that. Harden at the two and you can have Tatum at the three or the four. You get yourself a big guy and you got a guy like Rondo to facilitate. That's the only way you're going to really win in this NBA. If that's what you're going to do. Now you get that guy, that seven mm-hmm. footer, You bring Taco Fall in, you got the little twin towers like they did with the Houston Rockets back in the day. And I like that aspect right there. Taco Falls should be filling Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon. That's right. Ralph Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon. Nicely jumped. I love that. I love that. I like the Rondo thought. You got to get stars. He has to be with guys that are – I mean, look where he won. With KG, with Pierce, some of the best of all time. And L.A. I mean, you got to have awesome pieces around him. I like Rondo. You just need to get this again. It always comes back to the superstar. Do you have the star? If you do, then you can do a lot of different things and a lot of different people look good. Uh, that is true. That is true. Well, we're going to touch on the next topic and I'm going to have to screen share this because uh, I think everybody at home needs to see uh, this monstrosity uh, of. Yeah, a, that's what I'm on. All right. Yeah. Where we hold on. Let's yeah. do this. Let's go that. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah, All you're right. in my wheelhouse, so, baby. We have got 
um, <laughs> let's see if I can't get this thing going over here. We've got the NHL jerseys, and I'm going to be honest with you, everybody. Um, there's some pretty sweet-looking jerseys. Uh, we're just going to kind of go down because the NHL, uh, they just re they're reverse retro jerseys. Um, and there's some good, there's some bad, and there's some ugly. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, there's a lot that's ugly that I think are actually sweet. So we're just going to start here at the top. Oh, you got the you uh, the Avalanche, the old school Quebec Nordiques. Um, kind of quickly, we go right around the room. I'm going to start because I'm looking at Sean at the top here. So, Sean, thumbs up or thumbs down? The Nordiques jersey. Love it or hate it? I love it. I had that as my number two in my top five. I love it. I love it. Rich, yourself. Love it or hate it? I I love it. I grew up. The Nordiques were still around. Uh, Peter Stasny, freaking uh, Michelle Goulet, Ron Tugnuts, and combining it with the Avalanche colors, I think is an awesome blend between the two. I, I completely dig it. Uh, Mike, yourself. I'm right there with Rich. All That's right. old school. Anything old school to me, that, that, that Nordiques jersey, mwah, bring the old schools back. I love this. Love it. Uh, Matt. Love it. I love that logo. I remember them. Joe Sackick. And then they won the cup the year they moved to Colorado. Yep. Who knew? <laughs> and Mark, yourself. I hate it. <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche, listen to me, is my favorite logo in sports. Oh. The, they have on the sweater. Oh. I love the colors. I love the A with the, the snow coming down. It's doing so, so well. I like our I have a, a respect for the Nordiques or whatever. <laughs> I just, I don't want to see the Nordique jersey. I love the Avalanche jersey. I wish they had a different iteration of the Avalanche logo, so I hate it. Okay. All right. Um, did you like the Bigfoot stupid patch on the side they had? Like the Adam foot, like the... Loved every second of it. <laughs> I owned one. I bought one. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I actually have a, uh, a Patrick Huar... Uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche jersey myself, so I can't I can't argue with that. I I do love this logo. Uh, I already know Rich's answer on this, so but I'm going to skip and go to uh, go to Sean first. Lady Liberty, New York Rangers, thumbs up, thumbs down. You love it or hate it? Fine. All right, Rich. I already know you love it. I, I have that jersey from the mid '90s. I have the Lady Liberty head jersey. I I love that uniform. Excellent, excellent, Mike. Uh it's all right. Oh, six right. out of ten. Six, six out, of out of ten. All right. There's all better. Right. There's better. Six. That's that's better. There's better, but oh. it it's yeah. It yeah. Yeah. You're gonna say you love the Ducks uniform. I know you are. You're shitting on the Rangers jersey, <laughs> and you're gonna say you love that goddamn cartoon, the monstrosity. I know uh, you will. We're getting to that. George, why don't you ask him? We're getting to that next. <laughs> ask him, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> uh, hate it. They really? could have done something better. Navy blue. They could have ran up the colors, made it something. Hate it. Okay. Mark? Nope. I mean, I don't hate it, but I love Rangers going sideways, diagonal sideways across the front and the little, you know, if they have the strings on the top. I like the Rangers across the front. No go on this one. All right. I'm I'm sort of it's meh because, again, we've sort of seen the Lady Liberty and and Mark, I'm a thousand percent with you. Uh, some of the old school styles that have those the ties on the front is something that's yeah. classic and, and perfect about that. Um, I am going to start with this one because I'm going to tell you right now, this Ducks jersey is fire. Five oh out of five God. stars would highly recommend this thing is absolutely smoking. 
Mwah! For a peewee hockey team. Love it. Peewee District 5, you son of a bitch. Get it right. Yeah, whatever, uh, we're gonna, man. We're going to go a grown-ass man's hockey jersey. You bet your ass it is. Mark, we're going to start oh, with you God. on this one. Go reverse. What are your thoughts on the Ducks jersey? Don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> I think the goalie. No, it looks like a shirt that a third grader would wear to class. You know, like one of those old shirts where the guy's coming out through the back and in through the front or whatever, breaking through a wall. I don't, I, a, bl- no. a black market stolen jersey. Yeah, it, I, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. I think the, the original was too good, and that hurts. I don't like it. Sorry, George. <sighs> Weak sauce. Matt, Sorry, hate it. <laughs> Get it out of yeah. here. <laughs> wow. All yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> worst, worst jersey. Worst jersey in the league. This no, this retro jersey. Not, no, no, worst. no, it's not by far. You know the worst jersey in the league. <laughs> well, look. Goddamn Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> yeah. They might as well be wearing fucking used toilet paper. <laughs> that is the, look at that. Look at that special thing. Wow. I love it. I do. I do. Right. Um, <laughs> that is, I'm not going to say, Mark, that is a sexy looking jersey. That really is. Oh, That's clean. So it's it's clean. Sports. All right. All right. Uh, Mike, your I thoughts on the uh, on the Mighty Ducks? Move along. <laughs> Rich, it, it makes you know sick. you want to say you like it. I know oh, you do. It, it absolutely. I thought it was a joke. Makes me sick. Worst retro, worst jersey ever to be created in the history of jerseys. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down, Julie the Cat. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on this? <laughs> on which one? The uh, Ducks one. Oh, I've you. been shitting all over it since you brought it up, man. All right, all right. Sean, you garbage. Ducks. Am I the only one rolling with this Ducks thing that thinks it's fire? Yeah, yeah you're off. rolling, all right. <sighs> it is the mall rats of hockey jerseys. Oh, don't you dare to don't you dare besmirch the good name of mall rats. Um, I'll be smirch it left and right. It's a sailboat. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, Looks Minnesota- like someone should color it in with a marker. <laughs> uh, we're going with the uh, the Minnesota, the wild. Um, nah, again, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, Sean, we're going to start with you on this. Uh, it's a regular jersey with different colors. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, Rich? Um, I just like the colors because they're old North Stars, but I hate their logo. All right, Mike. But what is it? The the Minnesota the the the, yeah, the Wild. Yeah. No, don't like it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I like it more than than uh, Anaheim, but I no, I, I didn't like the when the team expanded there. I don't like the jerseys. All right, Matt. <laughs> uh, logo sucks. I like the colors, but it's okay. But All right. give me something else. And Mark, I like it. I like it. this is the best one we've looked at so far. North, like you said, <laughs> North Stars colors. Not you know, I don't. I'm not in love with the logo, but it's good enough. I like how they combined them. <laughs> Approved. All right. Well, we're gonna go down uh, to the Capitals, which I'm gonna tell you right now is another jersey that's absolute fire. I love the fact they brought back the Screaming Eagle logo. I think the capital and across the bottom that sort of uh, going, you know, um, you know, up on an angle, I think is classic. Uh, I love it. Uh, Mark, we're going to start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on it? Everything you said, love it. Reminds me of Joe Juno. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely love the Joey Juno. Uh, Matt. I like it. I, I like how they combine the, the the old school logo, well, old school logo, uh, with uh, that third color red. So, and and they're a huge rock the red. 
Yeah. So thumbs up. Mike? Yeah, love it. I love the Screaming Eagle back. I love it. Excellent. And uh, Sean? That's the Sergey Gonchar special, dude. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Good reference. Good reference. Yeah. Go ball, that would be – on my top five, I had that at a, at a close uh, – it was like six. I have five I like more than that, but that one was, was in the mix for my top five. All right. And, Rich, your thoughts on that? Nah, not a huge fan. When it comes to old school Caps jerseys, I was more Peter Bondra than Sergey Gonchar. <laughs> Peter Bondra. I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. With the, I, they, those, those they look like the NFL color rush uniforms. I'm, I don't know. It's yeah. Just, it's too yeah. much red. Okay. Um, the Kings jersey. I'm going to say another one. Fire. Mwah, got Absolutely. It. Perfect. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and I would say across the board, I would probably say the – uh, everybody would say the same. And Rich, I'll start with you on that. You said yes on this. Love that Kings uniform, man. Love the old school 70s colors. Love it. It's awesome. Mark? It was hate actually it. my number one. All right. Nope. Hate it. Hate Lakers. That's Lakers colors. Uh -huh. I hate it. Okay. No. All right. I can't disagree with that. Matt? I love it. Uh, I know the Lakers reference, but this was with the original colors with the actual crown in the middle. Uh, I love it. And where I went to school, that's those were our colors for hockey. So brought me back. All right. Nice. More personal decision. <laughs> Mike? Love it. Top three of mine. Okay. And Sean? Uh, I think it looks better in white, black, and gray. Next. All right. <laughs> uh, Blackhawks. Uh, Blackhawks, classic. Vintage. Very old school. Very throwback. I love the the sort of blocked out arm, you know, and the stripe around it. It's a, it's a classic look. I'm in favor of it. Sean, I'm going to start with you on this one. Your thoughts. Yeah, it's all right. Sergey Krivo Krasov, you know, it's good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Mike. My top two hockey teams have always been Bruins Blackhawks. That's my number two. I, I love the, I love the old school Jersey look. All right. I love it. Matt. I don't like it. I think they could have done something else. We don't like it. They had similar jerseys when they had it, uh, their third jersey a while back, and it was similar to the Winter Classic. You know what I mean? Don't uh, turn your 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 book report in that you did in sixth grade when you're actually in fucking tenth grade. I tried that. Worked. Good Mark, analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I was also in sixth grade for the fourth time. So, Mark, go ahead. What's your? <laughs> I, mean, look, I I have respect for the original six heritage. But this jersey doesn't really, you know, rev my engines. It's okay. It's as good as, you know, I think it's just okay. All right. And uh, Rich? Fuck Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The jersey, well, sir, not the city. <laughs> yes. No, I'm talking in the team. I, the city's oh. fine. It's a fine town. I'm just talking about the Blackhawks. I fucking hate the Blackhawks. So they're one of my top five. They're, they're in my five hated teams in the league. So I don't care if. This was glittering chandeliers that gave you internet. It's still a shit jersey. Well, I'm going to say, as much as I hate to say this on the next one, Pittsburgh, I hate Pittsburgh with the passion of a fire with a thousand suns. I think Sidney Crosby is the biggest bitch in the NFL. I mean, the what? NHL. He could be in the NFL, too. I still think he's a bitch. <laughs> Good cover. But, yeah. Damn it. But <laughs> Good damn recover. It, does this not throw me back to Mario Lemieux and, and, and oh, just yep. ah, so good. Yep. Fucking, so uh, as much Mark as I, Recky. Hate, I like it and I'm all for it. Rich, you the same? I agree. I like it too, as much as I hate Schittsburg. All it's right. A, it's a pretty sweet looking jersey. Mark? 
Uh, I alluded to it earlier. I have a thing for letters that go down and diagonal. I love it. <laughs> love the colors. Tom Barrasso, love it. Yeah. yeah. Tom Barrasso, good call. Uh, Mike? Oh, sorry, yeah. Matt? Matt, yours? As I go next? Yeah. No, I don't like it. Uh, I want to see the uh, – when I think of Lemieux, I don't think of the, the Pittsburgh going diagonal. I think of the actual Penguin right on the um, – Right that in the center of the chest when they hoist the cup. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if they put the penguin there, um, or even if they went yellow, um, but no, I, I, I saw it, didn't like it. Fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's all right, Mike. <laughs> I'm so torn with my. I'm like the deciding factor here. I'm like, let's fucking cut in half it. I like it, George. I'm with you. That, that to me, that screams just early '90s. That's old school to me. That's NHL 94. That's that's old school look to me. I like it. I know they're alternates, but I like it. I like it. And Sean. Matt took the words out of my mouth. Give me the penguin. I don't All need right. the light. Give me the penguin. Well, we're getting down to a couple more here. So we got uh, the New Jersey Devils. Love it. Everything about it. Old school. Um, the, you know, one of the first jerseys that, um, oh, what the hell is the goaltender's name? Shit, I can't remember his name. Yep, Brodor. That was one of the oh, first jerseys her wore. I love the the Christmas style the look. Uh, it's phenomenal. Sean, I'm going to start with you on that. Your thoughts? Out. Out. All right. Oh, All right, Mike. It reminds me of Seinfeld. The Seinfeld episode uh, of the Devils. Uh, uh. I just that that's the because that's the colors he had in his face. I, I like it's it. In my face. I mean, there's there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. That screams anything that's new. It's the same jersey, just different colors. I mean, I, I like it. Not All overindulged right. by it. All right. <clears throat> Matt? I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, some asshole wrote that, oh, it reminds me of Christmas colors, you know, and a bunch of comments were like, don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin this for me. But yeah, <laughs> okay, it's Christmas colors. Uh, I don't think it could have, yeah, but I like it. Mark? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's fine. I like it. I don't not like it. It's I'm not over the moon. I'm with you on that one, uh, Rich. Um, it's not bad. I like it. It'd be better if it came with Kevin Stevens. Uh, with sorry, not Kevin Stevens. It's Scott Stevens uh, in it. Yep. No, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> our home team, the Bruins, they brought back the uh the 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 coked out bear, the the bear with the googly eyes, really ready to go. I. I like it. I really want to see what the yellow actually looks like. Um, and I know it's black and gold, but I want to see what that looks like. But from here, I'm telling you, fire. And I can't wait to see these guys uh, rock this on the ice. And Rich, I'm going to start with you on this one. What are your thoughts? Shockingly enough, George, I'm not a super huge fan of it. Uh, the yellow kind of throws me off. I feel like they're the lowest of the low on the Starship Enterprise. Um, but like you, I'm willing to see what it looks like on the ice. So we'll, we'll give it a go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark. Whoa. Look, I love it. Um, I would have liked, you remember those jerseys they had where they were like gold and the big ass bear was on the front of it. Oh, Mid the 90s, fucking Winnie the Pooh bullshit. Late like, 90s. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, I wish. Yeah. The Byron Defoe years. Oh, I wish yeah. it was more <laughs> gold than a yellow. So I like and I like the coked out bear on the side and the spoke B, just a little too boring of a yellow for me. But I I'm for it overall. All right, Matt, love it. I mean that's the old school logo that you're looking at right on the chest. That's you know that's the Cam Neely logo. You know that's that's you know Adam Oates wore that logo. 
Joey Juno. Juno. Sweeney. We're just yeah, Joey Juno. All over the place uh, now, huh? Craig Janney. Yep. And then you look at the, the yellow that they popped. I mean, I, I think it's great. The only question is, uh, what color helmet do you go? Because that's not going to go well with a gold or a yellow helmet. You got to put black or maybe that's even white. Black. I don't I even... black. Yeah, black. Got to go yeah, black. black. But I, I like it. I approve. It was in my top five. Yep. Tuka should have yellow pads for that. If he's wearing that jersey, he should wear yellow leg pads at the same time. That would confuse the shit out of people. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't see Tuka wearing yellow anything at all because he sucks. Uh, Mike, yeah, your thoughts I got. I got two of the greatest old school jerseys hanging on my wall. And I can't wait to hang that one right in between it. That to me is that screams 1990. And keep in mind, it's reversible. So the 1990 jersey was black with the yellow. They're going yellow with the black. We keep forgetting about that. That's old school yeah. with the Coke bear on the, on the shoulders, the numbers there. That's an old school. That is my number one, number one favorite jersey of all these jerseys that came out. Yes, I'm being very bipartisan, but I think that that is that's as old school as you can get. I like it. And Sean? I like it. I had it as my number five. All right. Uh, next one, the Vegas Golden Knights, which, by the way, fire. Another fire jersey. I like You're the color scheme. Case. I like the logo. I like the the diagonal cross. I think it's phenomenal. Sean, I'm going to start with you. Looks like something you make on clip art. It looks like now. You know what it looks like? You know what it looks like? It looks like when you when you make your own team in a video game, and that's like one of the, the stock logos. They I hate it. I'm out. The guys are a ten. Oh my god, KHL team. Stupid, <laughs> Mike. Mike, your thoughts? That that's a that's a Russian D League jersey. I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Matt. I didn't even know what team this was. I had to look <laughs> it up. Like, so I think the, I think it sucks. I think the logo sucks. I think the coloring sucks. Uh, whatever. They're still gonna fucking kick ass in those. But whatever. They're gonna mm. look shit. Look <laughs> shitty doing it, but they're gonna win. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> No, I look. I know there's not much history there, but no, I no. Okay, <laughs> uh, Rich, it's all right. Uh, I mean, like you said, like uh, Mark just said, there's no history to him, so it's weird to have a retro look. But yeah, it's just it's kind of cheesy looking. All right, uh, the Sharks again, classic. Love the look. I wish Joe Thornton was still there wearing them. Uh, I think that's a, a hell of a look with that gray. I think it's fantastic. Rich, your thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, I like it. It's it's sleek. It's classic. It's it's not you know like the colors. I think uh, the scheme they set up for it works really well. And I like the old school shark logo that they that they brought back. Yeah, too. going back that's, to the '90s. Yeah, yeah, I love that, Mark. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the old school. You can't beat. That was one of the best jerseys back in the day. I love it. You know, I, the colors and the little stripes on the sleeves, fine. But I'd like to see what they put on the side. They used to have the fin on the side. You remember that in those old yep. jerseys? So I, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd be interested if that was there. But great logo. I like it. Matt? I like it. Uh, I like the logo. It's not in my top five, but it's not and certainly not in my bottom five. But uh, old school logo. I agree with the fin on the side. Uh, it's a lot better than your fucking Vegas nights. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Mike? Uh, it, it could be because of the colors on it with that light gray, but to me, it's one of the cleanest looking jerseys. 
I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm not, I mean, if they didn't have it, I wouldn't miss it, but it's all right. Top 20. And uh, Sean. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, the Dallas Stars. I'm going to be honest. I saw something that came out uh, a while ago that there was a retro stars that they were doing. That was like an electric green. It was blacked out with like this neon green trim. I Those were fire. This one sucks ass. You could barely yeah. see what the team is. I mean, you see a giant green star, but I mean, I got to read that it says Dallas Stars. I'm not a fan of it. I think it sucks. Sean, your thoughts. See, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, Clean white jersey guy. I this is my number four. All right. All right. Okay, you have bad taste. <laughs> Mike. If they if and when they watch well, actually when they wear this jersey, this this should be called the Saint Asylum jersey. It's just plain horrible white. I don't like it. Sorry, Sean. Love you, man, but I hate this jersey. Matt? That sucks. Terrible. Right. I'm with you, George. Mark? Yeah, I, I, I like what difference? What difference is it than their normal jerseys? I don't like. Right. It, yeah. no. And Rich. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Never really liked the Dallas uh, jerseys, even way back in the day. All right, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, yeah, I yeah, Gosh. whatever. Um, I, I yeah, I kind of think that they're sort of okay. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on that? I'm with you. No, nothing really, you know, maybe it's just a nostalgic thing. I like the jerseys that remind me from back in the day when I collected hockey cards, uh, but it's okay. It, I don't hate it, but it's, you're not going to get much out of me here. It's all right. Matt. Not in my top five, not in my bottom five. It's all right, but it's, it, it, it's harder. I think for the teams that have are within the last 10 years, maybe 15 years to actually kind of, go old school there is no old school uh but they they did a lot better than than the vegas knights yeah yeah <laughs> they did um oh. matt i mean uh sorry mike that to me is a carnival jersey that's the car that's the one you win at the little stupid dart throwing game and you get last place and the guy says here take a fuck me jersey this is all it is <laughs> <laughs> <And> sean <laughs> The only the only difference I see between that and their real jerseys is just the sleeves are white, and not blue. So I mean, right. it doesn't really, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, yep. and I feel and, and and leading to the next, I feel the same way about the Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. They brought back the old school Lightning jersey. Um, I mean, I like kind of how it's blocked with the white, and then the block of blue, and then the block of white on the bottom. But even then, it's just kind of blah. Um, I'd say you kind of all pretty much agree with that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah, no, nothing good. no effort. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like there. Uh, the Philly. I hate Philly. It's all right. Um, again, it, what else could you have done? I mean, I don't think it has the Flyers logo. I mean, not that the logos have changed much, but has the Flyers logo really changed at all or have done anything like with it? Nope. So I think I, that I Flyers, that Flyers jersey is like the broad street bully color. That, yeah. that like 80s, that Eric Lindros kind of in that realm of color. That's what I picked when I see that Jersey, but yeah, it's, it's like Tampa. It's like the, there's nothing really to it. It's the same. I wonder if you get a concussion when you buy it. Like, I think, is that like, you know, (laughs) just curious. Uh, Domestic assault. St. Louis blues Jersey. Again, shit. Fire. Fire. Love it. 
I love this jersey. I love everything about it. Uh, I think because they bring back that old school blues jersey um, with, uh, what was it, Gretzky wearing these things, skating mm-hmm. around. Brett, looking- Brett Hull. This was mid-90s. This was Brett Hall. Uh, Brett Hull days. Love Brett it. Hull, yep. Brett Give Hull. it to me. Give me two of them. I'll take it. Uh, Rich, yeah. you like it as well? Yeah? No, I don't. Oh. I do not like it. Oh, I don't uh, like the Blues jerseys in general. I, I favor their their eighties over anything else. Mark yourself. I, it's, oh, I, I, I'm with Rich. I, I it's an, I like the the color scheme is okay. I just never really cared for their logo all that much. Yeah. So it's probably not in my bottom five, but I'm not really for it. And uh, I saw two enthusiastic thumbs up from from you, Matt. Yeah, number one jersey. I, I, my instinct, gut, gut, gut instinct. Flash, I was dude. like, that's unbelievable. That's over the Bruins. Uh, that's over the Oiler. I know we're going to get to there, but that was my number one jersey because it's all about retro and being creative, but bringing old school and mixing in with kind of the style. And I think the Blues went hard in the paint on this one. I love hard it. Hard in the crease. Sorry. <laughs> Mike? That's the one. It's, it's definitely top 10 for me, but that's the one jersey when I was skimming through when this first came out this past week. I went buy it and I went back and went, holy shit, that's a nice looking jersey. Oh. And actually, it, I did a double take for it. And for me to say it about the St. Louis Blues, what they did to the Bruins, let that go. But I, 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 like, I like the look of it. I like the Brett Hull look of it. I like that 90s style. I don't know. And Sean? Yeah, I like it. It's fine. It's not in my bottom five, not in my top five. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna casually go over the Predators. Ah, good, not great. Whatever. Yeah, it's it, it it's yeah, there. Whatever. You know, uh, I had that jersey when I was 11. Yeah, yeah. It's the same one. It's the same jersey they had when they came into the league. Same jersey. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's there's no Dave difference. Leg wand. Um, Maple Leafs. I don't oh. hate it. I like the gray piping and the and the color pop on the gray with you know the juxtaposition with the the blue as opposed that to that gray the- stripe on the front by his waist is awful. Yeah, I yeah. do. I agree with that. Um, but I, overall, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on it? Yeah, that that to me is a retro look. That's what I mean. I know they haven't really changed their every time they have a retro jersey or a winter classic type jersey. That's what we see. But that to me is the original six retro look Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. I, I like it. Matt? I don't mind it. Uh, not in top five. Uh, I I would like to see maybe white instead of gray. That looks gray to me. Maybe it's just because you're sharing your screen, but I thought it was more white, but I don't know. Fuck Mark? the Leafs too. <laughs> Fair. I'm not – I don't like – it looks like there's another Maple Leaf on the shoulder there. I don't want the same logo on the shoulder that's on the front, and I'm not in love with the gray. Not really a fan. Rich, it's all right. Not a, not a huge fan, but it's not trash either. Detroit Red Wings, another one that I think is absolute <clears throat> fire. Um, Are you like shitting me, Sean? Like you said, you're a guy who likes that clean white. That's jersey. my number three. That's my number three right there. It's, it's clean. I like the little gray accent, but I think overall it's a clean, sexy jersey. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on it? Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's an all white jersey with a Red Wing logo on it. <laughs> All right, it's fair. Really fancy. Oh, yeah. You know what they what they should have did was you know that Roman numeral D, that font D that they used to have. Yep. That's yeah, that's what they should have put there. Even though the, I, like I would have liked would have to nice. see the the logo chip, but put the D on the on the sleeves. Oh, that yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah, yeah that would nineteen forties, nineteen fifties D look. Yep. Yeah. Mark, your thoughts? 
Gordy. I like it. Uh, I'm not in love with it. It's a sweet. That I think that jersey looks smoother and cleaner than the the stars one did. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I approve this. Yeah, I think the uh, the tribe has decided. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> your thoughts? Oh, he's back. George is uh, back. Oh, he's okay. back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, where's the rest of it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seriously, where's the rest of it? This this is uh, that's what George this is a practice a jersey. <laughs> this is the worst jersey. I had this as the the number one worst jersey in the league because okay, you only have two colors pretty much the your entire. But get creative. This is your time to do it. And you come up with it. Wait, what you, budget cuts just happened? Is that what we're <laughs> dealing with? Oh, the red would have cost you uh, 11 cents more per sleeve and on the bottom. So we're going to give you gray. It's going to it's gonna look dynamite. It's going to look really nice, Clark. Fuck out of here. We get into some of the, uh, the final ones here. Uh, Oilers, clean, classic, <laughs> sexy look. I, I love like, it. Uh, Sean? Yeah, that's cool. Looks a lot like the... Uh, the jersey they wear every every year so i mean it's fine i don't mind it mike yeah it's pretty good pretty good retro yeah. look yeah i love it that was my uh, top five i like it mark uh, yeah top three for me i i have a thing for blue royal blue and orange so i love this look and rich Love the classic 80s oilers look gretzky messier i love that that uniform that's a great jersey all right, Winnipeg Jets. I'm going to say again, all in on this one. I love oh. this look. I oh, love this look. Jets. I, I think this is. I, I think George, this is, I got to take a look at your closet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> With Don't a mind that. <laughs> I think this is phenomenal. Rich, your oh, thoughts? Tra- uh, no, I don't like it at all. Trash. The Jets have a nice like, color man. scheme, and they completely abandoned it to look like they're in a black and white movie. All right, Mark. Yeah, I, yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I might be on the island, so my, my, uh, Matt, you said you hate it too, right? Oh, it's terrible. All There's right. Nothing good about it. Why not bring the old school logo back? And they just, they, it, it, it sucks. Everything sucks. All right, uh, Mike. <sighs> Sorry, buddy. You're alone on this island. I fucking hate it. And Sean, you hate it too. That jersey is poop. <laughs> it was my bottom five. Yeah, that, that, right. might be, that might be my least favorite one. All right. Well, we're going to move on uh, to the Vancouver Canucks. I like this one for the simple reason that they went different. They did that color sort of fade. And I think that's kind of cool that they, there's, you know, they, they, they did that. I, I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I think it's kind of nice. And I, I'm a big fan of the old school Orca uh, on the front of that. And Sean, I'm going to start with you on that. I like the old school logo, but I don't like how it looks like my niece tie dyed it for them. <laughs> I just, I'm not. I don't know, man. It doesn't do anything for me. I like the I like the logo, but the the colors. They I don't know. Not into it. Mike. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's I've I've never liked the look. Anyways, I never liked that jersey look. Just I don't know. I never liked the the whale. I'm a, I know it sucks. Stupid. All right, Matt. <laughs> Uh, I like it. They would. This is probably the most creative jersey. It wasn't in my top five, but it was. It was in my whatever six, seven, eight. 
because uh, they I think they worked hard for it. I'm going to they put a lot of effort into this. I mean, yeah, Sean's niece. Well, she did a great job, Sean. Uh, <laughs> the tie dye. So I like it. I like the logo. They could have gone a couple of different colors too, the brown and gold and the old logo. But I like it. They they actually worked for it rather than our next fucking victim. Uh, Mark. Yeah, I, I uh, this I don't hate it like I do the Jets one, but the, I don't love the colors. Don't love the logo. Just it is what it is. And I'm with you on the next one. Like what what is different here? It's, it's different. Just, I mean, I there's nothing here for me. I, I no, no, I disapprove. No. So you're talking to the Islanders one, Islanders, correct? Yeah, it's yep. the same jersey. It's their jersey. One deal. Nothing different. Yep. Uh, well, Rich, the pucks moved over like a centimeter. Uh, All right. <laughs> Rich, your thought on the Islanders jersey? Uh, Islanders it's- jersey, boring, looks exactly the same. In the Vancouver jersey, I'm feeling a little seasick with the green. Um, and I fucking hate Vancouver anyway. They should have a whale's vagina logo instead of a whale. Fair enough. Uh, um, San Diego. <laughs> Matt, your thoughts on the uh, Islanders? Yeah, I mean, same thing. You know, you did an eighth grade report. You're trying to hand it in the ninth grade. All right, Mike. Oh, you moved up a grade. Nice job, buddy. <laughs> he gadgeted. <laughs> Mike, your thoughts? No, boring. And uh, and Sean? I think they struck out by not putting the fisherman back on. I, the damn it, you there stole my go. take, you son of a bitch. I was just going to say. I know George is in. They I know George is man. If, if, if they put the fisherman back on the front of that jersey, that would have been in my top five for sure. Oh, but give me, it, they would have stolen it. It looked the same. Give me a Johnny Boom Boom Boy Chuck with the Gordon's Fisherman logo today. Today oh. I need it. Uh, next jerseys, oh. I'm going to say some fire ones here. The Hurricanes go with the old school whale. I yes. love it. In my opinion, top wow. jersey right now. Mwah. Phenomenal. Sean, your thoughts? I had that as my number one as well. Classic. Love it. Mike? It is my number one. I lied. Bruins number two. All right. <laughs> that Whalers jersey is my number one. You bring back Hartford Whalers. Fuck Carolina. Bring the bring the whale back. That's my number one favorite jersey. Bring back the brass bonanza too. Let's go. Always has been. Uh, Matt. Love it. It was in my top five. Love it. All right. Mark. Love it. Love it. Whalers. Colors. The gray works here with the green and blue. Whalers. Yes. 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 And Rich. Hartford. The whale. <laughs> I love me some whale. Absolutely. Absolutely. Calgary Flames, another one fucking sizzling like a fantastic steak coming off a hot rack. I love it. Give me some Flames jerseys. Rich, your thoughts. I think the sizzling you're hearing is the sizzling from the ironing board as they're applying that logo to the front of a black jersey. (laughs) That's another one that looks like it belongs in the creative team mode for the NHL, or it could be a U.S. a Canadian football league team. <laughs> the Calgary Stampeders? <laughs> is that a horse? Is that a dragon? <laughs> Calgary Flames came from Atlanta, were named because Sherman burnt the whole goddamn thing down. That's why they were called the Flames, not because they're a mythical beast. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, is that a dragon? I Look, I, I don't mind the color. I like the colors, black with the red, with the red and yellow, but like, the dragon just—I don't hate it. I just—I'm not. It's not a top five. All right, Matt. Socks. You take that logo on. You put the old school Canucks logo. Same uh, same uniform from uh, the, the '80s. Only reverse the colors and the schemes and all that. I mean, yeah. 
fucking Game of Thrones. What is this? Dragon Lady? Come on. Fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck out of here. Mike. <laughs> the same you'll you'll see that jersey when you hit you buy that jersey with a, with a limp biscuit album. That's the same thing <laughs> that a kid who listens to uh you know MTV pop CD number two and three on repeat. It's fucking horrific. It's atrocious. It I hope the flames I hope the whole team catches fire. I don't I don't believe that. I just you know I feel bad for saying that. It's just, <laughs> it sucks. It is absolutely the worst other than other than the Anaheim Ducks. Just disgusting. I'm appalled. and Sean. I was gonna say what Matt said. I thought that was gonna be the Canucks jersey when I looked at these earlier, and then I was like, wait, that's the flames. The logo is it's garbage. What I it I don't know. Is it smiling at me? I can't tell. Like, it's, yeah. Does it have a mustache? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's, Where is it, it looking? Big, big swing and a miss. Big swing and a miss on that of course. one. Horse. All right. Now I will say for all the hatred, uh, because the Canadians as a team, as a, uh, a a franchise, as a fan base, I will drive over one, and fight you, George. This is the one team that I hate more than anybody in the world. Don't this is it. clean and this is no. kind of sleek looking. I don't hate it other than the fact that it's a Canadians, but as far as it look and it's clean, I kind of like it. Sean, I'm going to start with you on that. Yeah. If they went with all white, I would like it better. Yeah. But see, I think they've done the all white way, way too many times before for like the, uh, yeah, I like yeah. that better. That's all. All right, Mike. It's, it's the same logo. I mean, I'm not a Canadians fan. Never have been, but different colors. I, I, I do like the colors. It, it's different, but I don't know. Not for me. Matt? This was in my top five. I love it. It's it's clean. They the did something different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they already did the white. We already know what the red looks like. They just feel they, they nailed it. Mark? Yeah, everything Matt just said. Top five, clean look. I love the blue you know, juxtaposed to the red that they usually have in the white and the red. I just love it. It's it's a great shirt, great sweater, awesome. And Rich. <laughs> Why'd you even ask I Rich? <laughs> somebody put a gun to my head and I absolutely had to give an answer. I would say that it doesn't look terrible for colors, but it's the dog shittiest of the dog shit, and they should be using it to wrap roadkill. I do not. Well, I can't disagree on that. Um, Where's the Coyotes jersey? Uh, you know, didn't they didn't. That one. I they didn't, didn't see that. Up. So the Coyotes jersey. The Coyotes they had, jersey is legit. Yes, it is. It's got the old school, the peyote coyote. The one that looks like he's. Yep. That oh, one's, yeah. that that one's absolute a, fire. Jeremy um, Roenick special. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, right. That wasn't in my top five, but. Purple. Well, what was that, Matt? Good. Uh, just the purple. I think they did. But I'm not a big purple and see. orange and green, so I'd be curious to see what the helmets are going to be like. If they wear green uh, helmets, I think that should be the choice. But if they came out and did the orange, oh, man. Yeah. Jeez. No, I I kind of like the old, uh, the, the old uh, Coyote, too, with the stick. Mm. That was good, too. I like that, the Wiley Coyote style. Um, but that is pretty much it for our show here. Again, I do want to thank uh, Mark Dundero for joining us. He is of the 1037 WEEI-FM. You can catch him on, is it Saturday mornings? Uh, 
Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, 103.7, W-E-E-I-F-M. I love this show. Great. Go- this is awesome. Great and, uh, stuff, guys. Where can uh, where can they find uh, where they can they find uh, you to follow you on uh, on any and all your social? Follow me on Twitter at Mark Dondero. That's where most of my content goes. I post there a decent amount. So all at right. Mark Dondero. Mark, uh, follow right. me back. I'm gonna follow you right now, buddy. <laughs> follow me right back. <laughs> all right. I got you. I got you. All right. So again, uh, on behalf of Mark Dondero and the rest of the crew, we just want to say thank you. Uh, we're gonna come up with the fantasy shootouts. We're gonna let Mark go here. Mark, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you again for joining us here on the Armchair Sports Guys, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks, all right, Mark. Mark. Good. Thanks for having me. You got it. Take care. See ya. Hey, I don't know if any of you guys were paying attention, but uh, Edwards, Wiseman, and Ball were the top three picks. Uh, so Ball didn't go first. Good. Good. No, nope, he went to the Hornets. That dude, Wiseman, went to Golden State, and Anthony Edwards was the top pick for Minnesota. All right. All right. Well, that is about it. Any uh, Thank you for the update. I appreciate that, Rich. Any parting shots from anybody before we get the hell out of here? Good luck, fellas. All right. All right. Well, good luck again. Thank you very much for staying tuned with us here on the Armchair Sports, guys, and being here with a uh, a little bit of a longer show. I thought it was interesting going over the jerseys. I kind of like that. Uh, and uh, bringing in Mark Dundero again. Uh, thank you again to Mark Dundero for joining us here on the Armchair Sports, guys. You can catch him every Saturday morning on 103.7 WEEI-FM on Providence starting at 9 a.m. Make sure you follow him at, at Mark Dundero. Uh, great follow, great uh, great guy. So, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget to stay tuned with us on Saturday. We're going to be talking to a Houston Texans fan. And, um, Matt, if I'm correct, you said he's also an Astros fan too? Astros fan, and uh, he thinks that uh, don't go so hard on him because everybody cheats. Wow, so we're gonna we're gonna touch base on all that too. So that's gonna be interesting. So make sure you stay tuned with us here on the Armchair Sports Guys. Follow us on the Armchair Sports Guys on Facebook at the Armchair Sports Guys on Instagram, Armchair underscore Guys on uh, Twitter. TikTok is the Armchair Sports Guys, and if you want to be part of our show, you can always call in on the number that is on our uh, on our post uh, during our live shows, uh, as well as send us an email at the Armchair Sports Guys at gmail.com, and we'll get you onto the show, and you can d- discuss any topic that you would like to do. So, on behalf of Matt and Mike and Rich and Sean and uh, Mark Dundero, again, thank you very much. I'm GJ Signoff saying peace. Good night. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the NBA draft. Hopefully this team, the Boston Celtics, does something and not sit and take more picks. I mean, shit, we're going to have the back. It's going to be like the AAU thing, the back-to-back-to-back AAU titles, the main red class, back-to-back-to-back G League champions. I'm sick of that shit. I want the Boston Celtics to start winning some more championships. And I'm going to give you the fun fact. And here's what I'm kind of wondering. And something you guys to chew on. Should it be time for Danny Ainge to be fired? And here's where I say that. It's been 12 years since they won in 2008. We're getting close to that 20 years without a title. And them being that sort of happy medium Midland team. And oh, yay, we get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yay. I'm saying this right now. If Danny Ainge doesn't do something this year. And even if they don't, even if they lose, I'll be, I'll be happy. But he has to do something with the picks and the players to move this team around. But if he doesn't and they stay the same team and they try to ride the same team next year, then in my opinion, Danny Ainge gets fired. 
That's how we're going to end the show. So, <laughs> on behalf of Matt, Mike, Rich, and Sean, I'm GD saying goodnight. We'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>